Hello listeners and welcome back to the Community Fairs podcast where we have legal and social conversations with the community as part of BNP's vision to give back to society. I am Preslawepia Ametame, a legal associate here at BNP. On today's episode, we will be discussing the SNIT pension scheme and its benefits. Our guest speaker is Mr. Charles Akwe Garshon, the Public Affairs Manager of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, also known as SNIT. Mr. Garshon, please tell us a bit about yourself and the work you do. Uh, thank you very much, Priscilla, and uh, for hosting me on Community Fest. It's, it's a privilege to be here to offer to the community of BMP. Um, as you rightly ex- uh, in- mentioned, I am there as a public affairs officer. I see to the running of the public affairs department. Um, over the years, I've done a bit of bits and pieces uh, in the trust. I work as a fingerprint technician, uh, compliance officer, prosecution staff, and uh, now I've transitioned from enforcing compliance to now relating with the public in a different aspect, how we can get people to now comply without necessarily going through the court, but through understanding the basics of social security and appreciating the benefits there is for them. So basically, this is what I do at night. Wow. With this background, we are confident that you are the right person to speak to on this subject. So let's get right into it. Mr. Gashon, can you please tell us a bit about the Social Security and National Insurance Trust? Okay, so SNIT, as we often refer to as a statutory body uh, that has a responsibility to provide pension for all workers in Ghana. So SNIT was established somewhere in 1965 to operate pensions in the country. It has gone through different phases. Originally, we were offering what we call a provident fund. Now it transitioned in somewhere 1991 through the PNDC Law 247 to become a pension scheme. And even beyond that, we have gone through some transitions with the passage of the National Pensions Act of 2008, Act 766. And so SNET basically is responsible for managing what we call the first tier of a three-tier pension scheme to ensure that every worker in Ghana, whether in the public sector, the private sector, or self-employed, they receive monthly pension when they are old or in the event something happens and they are declared unfit to work again by qualified medical doctors, then SNIT comes in to pay them. Or in case they decide to die, we attend to their dependents. Okay, okay. Um, Can you kindly explain just briefly the three-tier pension scheme? All right, so the three-tier pension scheme came into operation somewhere in 2010 uh, after the passage of the law in 2008. It, we started implementing from 1st January 2010. Okay. Um, it provided for SNET to manage what we call F, the first tier of the three tiers. Then we have a second and third tiers managed by private fund managers. Okay. So under the three-tier pension scheme, there's a total contribution of 18.5%. Okay. So for employees, 
they contribute 5.5% and employers top up with 13%, making a total of 18.5%. Okay. Of this 18.5%, 13.5% is paid to SNET. Okay. Out of which SNET remits 2.5% to NHIS. Okay. So whether you have registered for the National Health Insurance Scheme or not, 2.5% of your salary is sent to the National Health Insurance Authority. Oh, wow. I didn't know this. And the second tier also receives 5%. Okay. So the 5% they receive, they invest, and when we retire, they pay us lump sum. So with the second tier, there are several licensed companies that receive these money. So you have to choose your second tier company. Okay. But with SNET, we provide monthly pension. So you realize though 13.5% came to SNET, we'll be left with 11%. So it's the 11% that we have to invest and ensure that when people retire, we pay them till they are no more. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very interesting. Um, So how does an employed person register with SNET? Registration is uh, basically simple. So with an employed person, we normally will prefer if you have a note or appointment letter from your employer indicating you are an employee of that particular institution then you on that note will have to see your income because your contribution is going to be based on your income income. i mentioned some percentages these percentages are based on what you receive as income okay so you come and you with your ghana card we just on body onto our scheme but people may not have their ghana card if you don't have the ghana card you can still register once you are an employee of any business or entity that you are working for okay so if i run a business how do i register my business with snet so to register your business as an establishment with snet you need to bring in your certificate of incorporation your registration document from um, the registrar general and based on that we'll do the registration for you and we also have to provide a list of your workers okay and their corresponding salaries okay because it is on that that will determine what should be paid for each of those workers and will generate what we call a contribution list that is a list of workers and their income and will let you have it so that you know what you have to pay on a monthly basis. Okay, so what about a person that doesn't work for a formal organization? What happens to people like that? So the self-employed, in fact, at the moment, we are we are embarking on a major campaign. If you, if you go to the airwaves, we are all over talking about the need for the self-employed to sign up to the social security scheme. So we've embarked on a campaign called the Self-Employed Enrollment Drive. That is SEED. So for self-employed, all they need to know or do is to walk into any SNET office with a Ghana card and let us know the work they are doing. Maybe I'm a private. In fact, if you go to courts, there are a lot of legal practitioners who are not really, (laughs) they are working for themselves. They don't pay contribution. That is why you see some 70 years, they just have, some people, for lack of better terms, they say they call them bail lawyers. But they need to get something before they can survive. So if you're able to plan now and just with your Ghana card, you simply register. 
and that is it you declare how much you are earning okay. and based on that you let you know this is what you have to contribute some people will say I, i'm not even earning i don't have a structured salary but i can contribute 500 cities every month okay and will let you know that this 500 cities in terms of salary this is what it means okay so when you are retiring we are going to calculate your pension based on this salary yeah and you can change it every year so somebody will ask what if i don't have the ghana card you can still register just walk into any senate office and we'll register it for people who are in groups self-employed they are, have an association for such people we'll tell them there's no need to come just invite us we'll come to your location and we'll register every member of the group and after registration people are concerned do i have to come to senate office every month to come and pay no you can pay simply through mobile money uh, transaction you can just dial star 711 star 9 hash and you pay your contribution either monthly quarterly or every six months it is up to you to decide so it is simple you dial star 711 star 9 hash okay. and you go Let's for option write four that down. and star you'll be able to do that hash. great um i'd like to know as a self as a self-employed person or even as an employed person are there any minimum contribution requirements for SNIT or can i just contribute any amount that i feel i'm able to yes there are minimum contribution requirements but i tell people uh, why think about the minimum when the maximum can give you the gold because um what we do actually as SNIT, we are an insurance company we insure people's incomes okay. right so just like you go to the general insurance and go and insure your vehicle in case you are done comprehensive insurance and you are involved in some major accident the insurance company is going to replace your vehicle yeah. partially based on the value you came to insure yeah. so granted you drive s class um, s v12 okay the v12 not even the v8 the v12 <laughs> and you get involved in an accident but when you came to the insurance company to insure you declare that you drive a matisse yes the insurance company is going to give you the value of a matisse that's true then you come and say no 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 no, no. i was driving an s class yeah, yes I'm, I'm sorry it'll be too late too late yeah. in that same vein we encourage people that ensure your full earnings with snet because if you insure twenty thousand and you retire we are going to give you a replacement value partially based on the twenty thousand yes so though there's a minimum and that minimum is based on the monthly equivalent of the national minimum wage the monthly equivalent of the national minimum wage so for this year what has been declared you just calculate 13.5 percent of it and that will become your minimum premium so the minimum premium for this year is just about 55 cities oh okay so with that people can insure but if i'm going to insure and pay 55 cities then that should give you an idea what your pension is going ATB, to look like yes people some people are receiving 300 cities as monthly pension okay. another is also receiving 169,000 on monthly basis wow as his pension wow okay and there are several taking 50,000 20,000 100,000 98,000 it all depends on what they came to insure yes however uh, under the new law the act 766 um there's a cap on which you can insure so for this year irrespective of your earning you cannot insure more than forty-two thousand cities with us on a and monthly basis on a monthly basis okay. so what it means is that you cannot pay more than 13.5 percent of that forty-two thousand. Okay. okay previously 
there was no limit okay. that is how come people are earning as high as 169,000 yes so if you have insured um 42,000 what it means is that you can likely start your pension on about 25,000 wow so that is where if your income now is around the 42,000 okay because the pension is calculation is based on a couple of factors i'm sure we'll come across them as we um engage further yes, yes okay all right that's very interesting um i'd like to know who benefits from SNES contributions is it just the person that is the employer that's making the contribution or the self-employed person or can other members of their family benefit from their SNES contributions as well all right so the social security contributions that you make directly is the person who is insuring his or her income that benefits because okay. whatever you came to insure it was so that in the event of old age or something coming up and you being declared unfit to work again then we can pay you on monthly basis okay that having been said we have instances where people pass on yes so when somebody dies before age 60 then we have to pay what we call survivor's benefit to the validly nominated dependents okay so i'm talking about validly nominated dependents you might have nominated so many people but we may have invalid nominations and we have to okay, look at that's that something we'll go into so so yes family will benefit when we talk about when the person is normal but the other benefit that a family will say indirect benefit is the fact that the one who has insured his income tomorrow when he's unfit to work again or is old and cannot work again will not become a burden yeah, on the family yeah that's true so in that case he has some financial anchor in snet that he can always fall on okay so how many people can can one nominate um, to benefits in case there are no more you can nominate as many as you deem fit okay. in fact some men will tell you they have 45 children okay. so you you can nominate all the 45 children and in that it means the percentages some will get one percent another gets two percent three percent so the percentages will just be low but there is no limit to the number of people you can nominate and um, if you nominate somebody today you have liberty to change tomorrow so if you nominate your spouse and he or she makes you happy you can keep the person on if you go back <laughs> home and it makes you sad come and take the name off it's it's at no cost it's you don't have simple. to be it's very simple you can change as often as you desire Okay. And um, we have instances where people predecease their uh, member. Yes. So it is important for people to do those updates. So yes. we always encourage people that update your beneficiaries as often as possible. So you'll be surprised, people listening to us, there are some of them, they registered before they got married. Yes. After marriage, they've had children. It's been five long years. They've not bothered to yeah. change their beneficiaries because some people will tell you, I'm not going to die now. <laughs> yes, I know you're not going to die now, you but I know. walk around and I see uh, gone too soon. Yes. Uh, somebody passing on at 35. Yes. Okay. Yes. Though I've seen somebody passing at 28 and they've read, they wrote kept too long. <laughs> right. So there are instances. So please just look out there and make sure you update your beneficiary. Updating does not mean you are going to die the next day. You're only making sure that 
in the unlikely event you pass on, you don't create a mess behind you. So what is an invalid nomination, as you mentioned? So somebody comes to us and says, Presla is my wife. And the person passes on only realize Presla was the girlfriend. That is invalid because per the social security law, the, <clears throat> the, if you look at the rules in there, it provides the type or the kind of people who can be nominated as beneficiaries. You cannot nominate your boyfriend, girlfriend, side chick, side boy. <laughs> you can nominate your pastor, your imam. So people you can nominate should be family. Okay. Okay. So if you, we have your ex-spouse, that is also invalid nomination. Okay. So is that because you probably nominated the person when you were married and the marriage has broken down so it has become invalid okay, okay. so so there are, you may also have people who nominated their grandparents and their grandparents are no more no, no, no. so for such invalid nominations if it comes up after the person has passed on we'll have to apply the interstate succession law to redistribute that portion of the uh, benefit okay. but we also have instances where um, people fail to nominate their children if it so happens that those children are minors then the law makes provision for us to bring them on board and okay. give them 60 percent of the total benefit regardless of who else has been nominated regardless okay and so all the minors will be entitled to 60%. So if there were some other minors in there, then they also be factored into the 60%. Oh, okay. Unless the percentage allotted to that minor was more than the 60%. So that is a different thing. And even we, when we have situation where you even nominated the minor and you give the minor 5% and the others are older, yes. we'll have to vary and give that minor 60%. Okay. So sometimes you have a lot of issues coming up, especially from the woman because it's the men who cause those issues <laughs> um the when the men pass on and you are processing then you realize in the course of investigation maybe the person has gone through some transfers here and there and you find some minor some somewhere so you want to bring on board and then we say no 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 my we had two children i said no your husband says he has three children yes my husband cannot have three children you know those are some of the issues that come up so when you bring up sometimes people feel they are smuggling people, uh, people in. in but there's no we've had instances where the woman was really fighting it but when you brought the other child she had to keep quiet she didn't need a dna <laughs> to prove that yes so yes. so those are some of the issues but it is important for us to update our records so that it will take care of some of these invalid nominations yes so i, I would like to know um, where a contributor reaches retirement and starts to receive pensions and then dies somewhere along the line, does SNES give anything to the family? When a pensioner dies under the current dispensation, the Act 766, we have what we call a guaranteed period of 15 years. What it simply means is once you retire up to age 75, rain or shine will pay your pension okay. beyond 75 we need to be sure you are alive to continue paying your pension so we have what we call pensioner certificate so every year 
the pensioner must renew the pensioner certificate to continue to receive okay if you don't renew they will stop your pension okay the assumption is that you are no more yes so if the person shows up after three years that hey my pension has not been coming and i'm alive will restore the person onto the pension payroll and pay all the three years yes. we withheld the pension but and if the pensioner dies after 75 there's nothing to be paid the nominated uh, dependents or beneficiaries okay if the person dies before age 75 because the guaranteed period is 15 years yes, yes. and the person passed on at 63 between 63 and 75 is 12 years of uncollected pension yes so we term it as unexpired pension so calculate the pension for the next 12 years okay find what you call the present value and pay it as a bulk money or a lump sum to those he nominated okay so when a pensioner dies before 75 under the act 766 we still pay some money to the validly nominated dependent beyond 75 there's nothing to be paid okay that's very interesting um let's move away from um, pensioners and their families and back to the issue of employers what do i do when my employer refuses to pay my my senior's contributions if your employer refuses to pay um we try to engage so you need to inform snet Okay. You can inform SNET by going to our social media handles at SNET Ghana, whether Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us a message, but please don't put it on our wall. Send it inbox. We don't want to set you up against your employer. Yeah, yes. So send it inbox because your employer could find you on our wall. <laughs> so send us the details of the um, uh, the business, where it is located, the name of your employer, and some contact address will follow up and get things rectified for you usually when these things come we engage the employers we have processes we go through to establish whether and sometimes when we follow up on some of these leads we realize that it is not just one person who is not being paid for the whole exactly business. sometimes you have so many people and the few that are even being paid for you realize they have under declared the yeah. salaries yeah. And why people will under declare is that they know if the employer, as an employer, the employer has to pay 13% yes. of your declared income for you. Yes. And he will you will top up with 5.5%. Yes. So instead of indicating that you are on an income of five thousand, he will indicate you are earning two thousand. Because okay. if he indicates 5,000, what it means is that he has to pay, pay 650 cities on your behalf. Okay. okay. But if he indicates 2,000, he'll be paying 260 for you. Okay. That will be to his advantage. Yes. And you will get a very minimal pension when you retire. So we always try to engage from different angles so that we talk to them to understand that they need to do the right thing. Where after all these negotiations, they are still not yielding then we are left with no option to initiate court actions against them. And it is not in the interest of SNET to be doing this. And it is also not in the interest of the employer to be um, evading contribution payments. Because once you get to the courts, the punitive measures there can yes. be very, very 
grave yes. you risk being jailed for five years wow for failing to pay if you look at um five section years. 83 under the act 766 it talks about the punitive measures and you could be fined up to two thousand penalty units okay why do we have to wait to go through that and yeah. go and pay over twenty four thousand cities meanwhile the contribution you should have paid probably will be less than yeah. four thousand cities for the period you have evaded so i will always advise that don't wait till it gets to that point the social security is the human right of the person and the ilo convention 102 it, it talks about social security being the human right of people yes. and you see it tells people to live in dignity when they are old yes once you deny or you under declare what is going to happen is that in the future this person is going to join the number of aged who are standing at the traffic light begging yes they will sit by you in pews in church and they'll be kneeling next to you in the mosque waiting for service to be over for you to give them something before they can buy butter for their bread yes it is not right so let's try and do the right thing today and avoid these infractions with the law it is not in your interest that you have employed somebody you have failed to do what the law requires and because of that you have to serve jail term and you'll be all over stories running on you your business will go down because nobody wants to do business with entities that are not compliant with the law yes so just to be clear self-employed persons are not ob- obliged to, there's no obligation self-employed persons are not obliged to pay contributions so for the self-employed because of the numerous benefits yeah. that they will be receiving that is why it is in their interest to pay contribution so if a self-employed person is not paying contribution there is nothing like court action because the, the person, person is trying to secure his oh, own future yes so i will plead that if you are self-employed the law does not force you to do it but you need to do it because of the benefit that you will gain as i speak we have a 32 year old man who has been receiving pension for the past three years a 32 year old man 32 year old man who has been receiving pension for the past three years how he's, did that happen he's in sunyane he got involved in domestic accident that rendered him incapable of working okay. again okay so he's been declared unfit for any gainful employment and he contributed for about 42 months or so okay if you check the total contribution he made the pension we have been paying him within five months his total contribution was used up yes but because it is an insurance scheme yes we will be paying him till god calls him wow and we i have a friend in Pontamali is his muhammad he lives in the chief's palace he has been on the pension payroll for the past nine years he's 38 wow he lost his sight he was working as an irrigation assistant he lost his sight and since then he's been receiving pension at the time when he was working what he was earning then is less than 20 percent of what we are paying him today wow so because once you retire every year we increase your pension okay so because of that increase in pension we've been providing his income now is far above what What he was earning 
some nine ten years ago so it is in your interest and these are people who were not working in the formal se- setting yes they were basically working as laborers yes so you probably might be a driver today but they were fortunate they had people who paid for them, for them yes but what about you and you see we have a lot of people who have probably been rendered invalid they didn't know about this otherwise now that they are home doing nothing yes depending largely on benefactors yes. who may not always have to offer anyway yes. it becomes a burden but if you are in such situation and there's income coming some revenue coming from somewhere the people who are taking care of you wouldn't feel so burdened yes because they know ah for this our brother or our sister something small will come and probably they will even be depending on slightly on your little money that comes so it is in your interest you may be driving uber or boats or whichever uh, commercial vehicle or trotro you probably might not have veered your mind to some of these things or the watches seller we meet at a junction we are serving the community the kinky seller i enjoy so much please it is for you this is your pension and it is your right and you need to fight for your right because nobody is going to deny you that is why now we've made it very flexible so that everyone can earn pension yes you need to be interested in this conversation and you need to act after listening mr gashon does this mean i'm able to retire at 40 and snitch will you know voluntarily when i voluntarily retire snitch will pay me pensions and so all right so with 75 uh, with the pension we pay you need to contribute for a minimum of 15 years okay so if you start at age 15 and it allows people to join at age 15 okay so from age 15 to 45 you can join the pension scheme the senate pension scheme okay beyond 45 you cannot join so for every insurance there are some scheme rules yes so if you join at 15 by 30 you would have done the minimum uh 15 years or 180 months of and contribution. And I'll be ready to retire. Unfortunately, no. Oh. So to um, retire, the we have a compulsory retirement age of 60 years. However, for people who feel I'm too tired, I don't want to work till 60, then you should be at least 55 years. Okay. So once you are 55 years and you've done the minimum 180 months, you can decide to retire. Okay. But I will not say, I've done 15 years, so I'm going to stop contributing. No. Assume we are earning the same income and you have done 15 years. I have contributed for 30 years. My pension will be better than yours because I have a longer period of contribution. So don't stop at a 15. It is in your interest to contribute for a longer period. So don't say, I'm going to wait till I'm 40 to start contributing. Please, no. You probably might even be in school, but you have some side business you are doing. You can register as self-employed and contribute. If tomorrow you become an employee, you give them the same number and the contribution will continue from there. So, Mr. Gashon, what about somebody that's 50 who is now entering into employment? Is the person able to go back and pay for previous years or will the person have to, you know, just forfeit all right so if you have contributed for you've never contributed before yeah age 50 yes you don't need to go back 
Okay. The point is, you have lost that right. Unless you were working and the people were not paying for you. Yes. Then that one, you have not lost that right. We will take the employer on to pay for you for the lost period. Okay. okay. But I am self-employed. I'm 50 years. I want to join the SNES scheme. Oh, that is very good. But unfortunately, it is too late in the day. Wow. So it is good for you to act now. Yeah. Um, make hay while the sunshine. The we are young. The, the earlier, the better. So don't wait till you are older than 45. Otherwise, you will have to consider. Um, you cannot join SNET. But you can go and contribute to the second tier fund managers. Okay. And they will give you a lump sum. Okay. Remember, SNIT gives monthly pension yes. for life. Yes. But they will look at how much you have brought, what is the accrued interest on it, and give everything to you at a go. Okay. So that is what happens with the other tier. So beyond 45, that you can consider those other ones. But before 45, SNIT is your surest best bet okay so SNIT is collecting all this money every month what are they doing with the money how are they investing it if they're investing it at all okay so at the moment when we collect contributions we have over two hundred thirty thousand pensioners okay so for regular for employers they have up to 14th of the ensuing month to pay contributions so for the contributions of um june they had up to 14th of july to pay their contributions and that has been done okay and snit also pays pension on the third thursday of every month okay. so every third thursday in demand snit pays contributions uh, sorry snit pays pensions to the over two thirty thousand pensioners so once we pay how do we pay the pensions so the contributions we have collected okay. we use it to pay pensions wow after paying pensions whatever is left we invest okay. you know when we started the scheme um at the beginning almost every money that was coming in was being invested okay so now that we have so many pensioners yes, yes. what comes today we don't go to touch our investment and say, oh, we are going to look for your money to pay, you know. Okay. But we collect your contribution to the use to pay those who are retired. Oh, okay. What is left, we add to the existing investment. So usually you find us, and the investment we do, there are some guidelines provided by our regulator. Okay. So SNET is huge, but we don't do things on our own. We have a big brother that looks into what we do we call the national pensions regulatory authority npra so npra provides some guidelines on where we can invest yes, and okay. what kinds of so you see as we are into the financial sector you see us um in the hospitality industry so we are scattered all over so most of the big companies that you know you find us there so if you go to the ghana stock exchange we have investment in some 22 listed entities oh, wow. and um our money is working oh yeah if you go to mtn we are there stanchart echo bank um carl bank gcb so we have investment in all these places so african world airline labadi beach hotel um westall small 
um, host of others, host of others. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's been a great conversation. I'm sure um, our listeners have learned so much, so much from you. I have, I have myself. Um, just to wrap up the conversation, um, what's what's your advice to employees and self-employed persons and employers even considering the um, the scheme? What are your final words? All right. So, if you're an employer and you're listening to us, please make sure you register all your employees ensure you are paying their contributions on the correct incomes that they receive and whether they are on contract or you call it part-time or casual they have the right to social security please make sure you register we are not interested in taking anybody to court for non-compliance our interest is to ensure that the rights of these workers are protected so please make sure you are paying not as a duty to the law but as a right to these employees because once you do they are motivated to give off their best yes and for employees please make sure that you check your statement often you can go to our website www.snet.org.gh to check your statement to ensure your employer is paying your contribution on your right income if it pays on the right income, that is going to determine what you earn tomorrow. Yes. So make sure that is being done and it is done regularly. You can also go to our social media handles, w, uh, sorry, um, at SNIT Ghana, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can send us a message inbox. You can get your statement or you can call us on our contact center 0302611622. If you need any clarification, we are more than glad to serve you. And for our cherished self-employed people out there, you are doing your own job. It may be going so great. You may be having one or two challenges, but you need to think about tomorrow. A day is coming when you cannot work again because you probably may be too old and frail and fragile to continue working. Or you probably might have lost your health due to whatever condition you are faced and doctors have declared you unfit to work again. Now you say things are challenging, but have you thought of it, how it is going to be when you have lost your income to get altogether? I urge you to ensure your income with snitch today. You can pay any contribution and it is very flexible. Just get in touch with us. Invite us to your various places of worship or your association meetings. We are more than happy to be there we don't charge for coming to provide any of those services you don't have to pay for registering you only have to pay your premium which will determine what you'll be receiving as pension if you have not learned anything at all today tell somebody that the SNES scheme is open to every category of workers and the self-employed also have the right to join please register today contribute on your full earning use the short code the mobile money short code style 711 star 9 hash just go to option 4 pay your contributions and you are good to go you can like and follow any of our social media handles at snit ghana and please if you have any issue do not hesitate 0302-611-622 thank you very much charles once again, you are listening to the BNP Associates Community Fairs podcast. We've been speaking to Mr. Charles Akwe Garshon from SNITS. 
who has been giving us all the information on the pension scheme and how you can also contribute. This has been a very insightful conversation. I hope you have enjoyed listening to us and we look forward to meeting with you again on our next episode. Thank you very much.